of things to do here. I must concentrate. I must look deep. Deeply. Deep. You look deeply or deep? Deep. That's it, deep. I must look deep into the blackness of the great void. I must concentrate. Easy now. Hold it. Ah, it's beginning to show now. It's beginning to come out. Uh, please set up the money button there, please, quick, with the money button. Uh, all right, it's beginning to emerge now. Just like everything else, it's nine-tenths below the surface, like the great icebergs that have ripped out the bottom of many, many poor, sad, barkentines of existence before. Concentrate now. Get closer to the radio there. Hang on to the knob. All set. Got your gloves on? Here it comes. Oh, boy, wow. Miller High like the bright, clear taste in beer. Miller High like the champagne of bottled beer. There's only one champagne of bottled beer. Sparkling, flavorful, distinctive. Miller High Life. Only in Milwaukee, from a century-old recipe, Miller High Life has a rich heritage and tradition. A bright, clear taste. Unequal, unquestioned, unchanging. Available on tap, in cans, and in the familiar crystal clear bottle. Miller Highlight is always sparkling, flavorful, distinctive. Enjoy Miller Highlight yourself. Miller High Life, the champagne of bottled beer. Yes, Miller High Life, the champagne of bottled beer. Guzzle some tonight. And now, while we're concentrating, uh, we must, from time to time, particularly on Friday nights, when things are a little shaky, a little rocky, just before the big weekend, when all of us feel that little nervousness down in the pit of our stomach, will this be the weekend? Will it work? Will this new, this new fiesta, this new vista of leisure. Will it open up great new fields of whoopee? Will it begin to... All right, uh, we must on Friday night, when things are a little difficult like this, occasionally we must look at the human comedy, the way things are going. Take a good, clear look at the whoopee world that we're all part of. Human comedy music, please. Hey, that ain't human comedy music. I don't know what you're playing, but that ain't it. Human comedy music, fella. That's it. 
That's human comedy all right. Rash, rash, ta 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 do ta ta do ta ta do pa pa do pa do do pa pa do pa do do pa pa do pa do do pa pa do pa Once again, W-O-R, as part of its vast program. Now, don't sneak it out. Just bring it in there behind me. It's got to stay behind me now. That's it. See, this means out. This means keep it in. All right. W-O-R, as part of its vast program of public service, once again brings you straws in the wind in the vast human comedy. And we have for you tonight the advertisement of the month. Every month we select one advertisement that says most about our society and the directions that it is taking. It's part of WOI's big public service program. Of course, you know that this is the concerned station that brings you uh, important things. This is the station that doesn't fool around. This is the solid family station. The station, the only one in New York that dared to bring you Patsy McCann. They laughed when she sat down to do her show, but... <laughs> and now, the advertisement of the month. Male nudist. Lance and Sydney are simply dying to send you their divine new film, The Male Nudist Keeps Fit. See Lance and Sydney in action. Preview film and illustrated brochure sent upon request. Yes, Lance and Sydney are simply dying to show you their divine <laughs> new film. Yes, once again, we salute the advertisement. The world of ads as perhaps being the most significant thing that we in America have turned out yet. And so tonight we salute Lance and Sydney, who have dared to tell all. W.O.R. in its great public service programming has brought you once again the important advertisement of the month. The advertisement entitled this month, The Human Comedy, or When Does the Punchline Come? Yes, sir, eh, Bob? Very good. Very good. This is the, you got to admit, this is a gutsy station, I'll tell you. We just don't fool around. And uh, speaking of guts, W.O.R. once again hits you in the face with a wet dishcloth. Bang. Right there. Hit him. You know, I have not been able yet to tell what she's singing about. Let me run Ombre 
Rendezvous perfume. Like Cody. Now spring is an all-year thing. You know, I don't know whether or not that's my ear or these cheap earphones we've got here at WOR, or is it the fact that the wind is coming in through the studio here? I can't tell. This sounds a little that thing sounds a little bit like it was recorded underwater uh, in a subway station that had long been deserted. <laughs> or somebody's ancient bathroom. Uh, it's a fascinating thing. Of course, that's all part of it. Somehow I can't get Lance and Sydney out of my mind. At the, it is Friday night, and of course, uh, Friday night means that tomorrow night we will be on the air from the limelight. And uh, once again, I, uh, I say that if you have called during the week and they told you you could not get a reservation, the chances are pretty good that if you come down to the limelight uh, tomorrow night that you'll be able to get some kind of a seat. They, they, uh, there's always about 48-7 people who chicken out from Trenton. And uh, the limelight is on 7th Avenue South, directly down 7th Avenue in Sheridan Square, and it's a good place to eat. And we'll be there starting at, uh, well, actually the show starts earlier than we go on the air, of course. Uh, the show really starts at the limelight about 11 o'clock in the morning when it opens up. Uh, but <laughs> that's another kind of show. And uh, we, we, we begin to operate down there about 9.30. And if you want to see the whole show, you better get down about that time. However, we broadcast the show from 10.30 on. Uh, it goes from 10.30 until midnight. Uh, quite often people think we uh, go off the air at 11 o'clock. Uh, well, in some ways we do with that old ridiculous news we keep reading over and over again. You know, I'll tell you, it's a funny thing about OR. Do you know that OR is the first station to discover that you don't have to change the news? We've been reading the same news now since last July. And we've cut off all news services and all that. We've just had, we have, we have our one newscast. We've got it sealed in plastic, you know, like you put your uh, social security card and all that. And we just pass it from <laughs> newscaster to newscaster. And about the weather, well, we invent that. Vicar doesn't make any difference anyway. If I were to tell you it's 107 below zero, you'd know better. Uh, if I said it's, uh, it's 112 above zero, you'd know better anyway. I mean, we're all part of this vast uh, phantasmagoria. And so, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of that, did I ever tell you about the time uh, that I worked on a radio station that just went on the air and that we were on the air for about a month or two months, something like that, and they had no commercials at all. It was a new station, and they had absolutely no commercials. Now, they didn't have any commercials because uh, they didn't want them. Uh, they didn't have any commercials because they were high-minded. They had no commercials because, one, our radio station was the only station in the Midwest that broadcast down in the police call frequencies. We went on the air. Yeah, we seriously, it was the station. Well, now, you take your own radio. Now, if you'll, if you'll look at your radio, it goes from 550 down to 1550 usually something like that well if you could take a look at your radio now if you could turn your knob two and a half points further to the right then you can't turn it now that's where we were <laughs> and nobody could hear us and, and we were way down there and when they did hear us when when uh, any anybody had a radio that went down that far we were always down with the police calls and so, whenever a guy would be given the news of something, you'd hear, ah, car, car, seven, car, seven, go to the corner of something, the man, ah, over and out, Roger. And now the news uh, is about the way our radio station sounded. So we had absolutely no commercials, and it was fighting a fantastic uphill battle. Seriously, it was like trying to climb up Mount Everest in the dead of winter in your BVDs. 
It was not an easy job. And, and and so every day we would go on the air, and and, and the announcers would all be hollow-eyed in the sales department. We had we had two guys in the sales department, and uh, one of them was seven and a half feet tall, and the other was a collie. And uh, we we used to we used to come in uh, every morning with that depressed look, trying to trying to pretend that we were working in a commercial establishment, which of course was a joke and. And so somebody hit on the fantastic idea, which I consider a stroke, a real stroke, of creative genius. We hit on the idea of creating about 500 artificial commercials for non-existent products and non-existent stores and stuff. So our station sounded like it was the most commercial radio station in the entire city. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so we recorded night after night. We would after the station would go out there. It was a daytime station, and uh, night after night, we would record these commercials. And uh, the, we'd have singing groups. Uh, we had guys that playing drums. We had guys that did tap dances. We talked at echo chambers. And now we'd like to announce once again another new big smash autumn sale down at Harry's Paint Store. Uh, come, come, come on, come all, come on, come all. Paint, 49 cents a gallon. Gun conditionally guaranteed. And now the news. Well, we had all these fantastic commercials of non-existent places, and within two weeks after we started this campaign of all this, no, the great number of commercials, you should have heard the sponsors that came on our, our station. All over, they're crowding in. They were gathering like flies at a hog killing. Speak of flies at a hog killing. Hit em. Racing starts October 13th, 90 minutes away at Garden State Park, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Post time, 1.30. No Garden State for the fun of it. Oh, hello, Test. Hello, Test. Race along the fun trail. No, that isn't it. Hello, Test. Hello, Test. Hello, Test. Door by the great. No, hello, Test. Uh, Garden State Racing Association. Let's see. Buses leave for Garden State Park from Port Authority Terminal, uh, 10 to 11 a.m. From Newark Terminal, 10.30 to 11 a.m. Only 90 minutes by car. Take New Jersey Turnpike to exit 4, then follow the signs. Opening day, next Wednesday, first race, 1.30, Garden State Park in the Garden State. Now we once again return to reality and tell you that this is WOR AM and FM, your station for... Give me that echo chamber, please. Your station station for real reality. Your station for vibrant family life. Gee, there's lots of matter with this promotion department. All this junk they want me to read here night after night. Speaking of junk, you've got another one in there. Hit it. Hit it quick, quick, quick. What the heck is this? James Bond again? Never pick up a stranger. Oh, wow. Don't put your car in danger. Yes, sir. Now's the time, the right time to change her. Pick up presto and a freeze. Never pick up a stranger. Never pick up a stranger. Pick up Prestone Antifreeze. Prestone Antifreeze coolant is a product of Union Carbide. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Even if your car has antifreeze left over from last year, play it safe. Get a fresh film now of Prestone Antifreeze with its exclusive magnetic film. World's most tested, most trusted brand. Don't take chances with a substitute. Remember, never pick up a stranger. This is getting to be a, this job is getting to be the worst job in the world. Why do they have? Why does that last line say "sing in Brock's accent"? 
Now, why do they have to do that to me? I mean, I am trying to do a serious radio program. Let's try that again. Get a fresh film now of Prestone Antifreeze with its exclusive magnetic film. World's most tested, trusted brand. Don't take chances with a substitute. Remember, pick up a stranger. Oh, that's not going to sell that antifreeze. Silly, ridiculous world. You know, speaking of the silly, ridiculous world, do you have love music in there? Uh, nothing is uh, nothing is more vibrant to an American than the concept of love. Do you? <laughs> this nation is so hung on sex, it's so hung on love, it's so hung on uh, what they call the more intimate relationships between the sexes that we could not even conceive of a movie, of a story, of a play, unless there isn't what is called the girl and the guy. And so, once again, we salute uh, love in all of its aspects here on WOR, the vibrant station, which brings you these various nuggets of reality from time to time, whenever considered the time, between the weather reports and the time and the news and temperature and the traffic reports. And now we bring you, once again, WOR's salute to love. Press for pass. What the heck is that? Oh, you always hurt the one you love. Well, in England, they're doing something about the love bit. They have recognized that love has become a hang-up. They have recognized that S-E-X can be just as much of a hang-up as, let's say, uh, P-O-T. And now, a sociological report from Sheffield, England. Come on, bring it up there. Uh, <clears throat> this is the BBC Third Broadcast, Sheffield, England. A society patterned after Alcoholics Anonymous has been formed for Sheffield University co-eds who want help resisting sexual temptation. The Anti-Free Love Society was formed by Miss June Heaton, a junior who said she was, and we quote here, shocked at the standard of morality at the university. When a girl finds herself in difficulty resisting sexual advances, she can telephone a special number and reach another member of the society who will give her moral support. Anyone who feels like me that sex is something slightly sacred should join this society, Ms. Heaton said. It is difficult for a girl wanting to stay pure. Oh, and to each life some rain must fall. La ta ta cha cha cha. That's sex anonymous. <laughs> you know that's that is that that's not a bad idea. Now that I think about it, I wonder how many guys have not written their novel because of, of discovering that there's something more fun. I, 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 really, I really ask you a serious question. I wonder how many guys who, who uh, or chicks or all the rest of you, know, just can't, absolutely cannot resist. And, and uh, just, just can't, you know, just, just uh, there it is, you know, wowee. Uh, it, it brings up some very interesting thoughts, though. You know, I can just see this, this great picture of, uh, of this chick, see, 
and uh, she's she's sitting on the sofa there with Reginald, and they have come home from the cinema, and that uh, Reginald has got that light in his eye, and uh, he has his guitar with him, and Reginald is sitting now over there next to that big overstuffed cushion, and he is plucking away at his guitar an ancient song of unrequited love. Green sleeves, da 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 da, yeah. He's singing it through his nose, see. La cha cha, da da da, plunk, 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 la da da da. Then he picks up his guitar. He goes. What girl can resist this? Oh, he's. He's playing on this chick like, like, uh, well, like, uh, like an evil musician plays on a vast Wurlitzer organ, and uh, he begins to move into the kill. Oh, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Her head is swirling with two Pepsi Colas. Already, she's being pushed to the brink of of a total giving in. This temptation is being dangled before her like a vast carrot in front of a racing rabbit tearing along the great turnpike of life. Oh, wow. And suddenly she says, Reginald, Reginald, oh, please, Reginald. Remember the old days when they would say, uh, just, a, just a minute, I want a cigarette. Of course, that old cigarette gambit was enough to cool off anybody, you know, especially since I have known girls who smoke 17-foot-long cigarettes. And they says, wait, 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 just wait till I finish my cigarette. Just my And, of course, they had a cigarette that went all the way out the block and all the way down. And, you know, and she, she said, oh, oh, just a minute, Reginald. Hold up, Reginald. Reginald, I, before, before we, just a minute, Reginald, oh, please, Reginald, oh, wowie. Gee whiz, wow. Just a minute. Oh, please don't ask me that, Reggie. Please. Please. Oh, Oh, wow. Please, please, Reggie. No, no, no. Just a minute. I must make a phone call. Just a minute. And Reggie, of course, is leering, moving back and forth like a pit adder about the strength. Hello. 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 This is SAA. Yes, hello. This is M14 here. And, uh, and, uh, please... I, I, it's, it's, it's about to happen, please. What what can I do? Stiff upper lip, yes. What what is? Cold shower, yes. Oh please! Oh thank you, thank you, thank you. Get out of here, you bum! Get out of here, you bum! I've got the power now to resist you. Once again. Hello, test. Hello, 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 hello. There, very good. Very good. I can see this. Um, I don't know why this there. Hello. What's the matter here today? It's not coming in very loud here. Try some of these other buttons here. Yeah, it's all the way up. All these pots are up. Of course, this this equipment in here is going downhill fast in this place. Well, after all, it's over four weeks old. Have to consider uh, the realities of the thing. Speaking of the realities, you've got a couple of those other little uh, plum puddings in there. Oh yes, we've got a whole raft of them. So, so get a hold of your handlebars out there, friends. This is commercial time. You know, ever since the newspaper strike has come along, everybody's desperate. You know, with all their sales. Let's see. Here's one. 
There's a, an exciting sale that's made EJ Corvette famous. Tomorrow only, take an extra 10% off on carpeting and furniture. An extra 10% off regular low prices on a $592,000 selection of carpeting and furniture. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Get convenient credit. Even shop at home. In New York, call TW55-5300. In New Jersey, BI2-5544-6SJ7. For a decorator representative to show you broad room samples and give you a complete estimate without obligation, call TW55-530000 in New York. BI2-5544-GT in New Jersey. Come in if you can. The 10% off sale at EJ Corvette tomorrow, Saturday only. Exciting commercial. How about throwing me some echo chamber in there? Now, here's his no, question. No, wait, no, I'll, let's test it. All right, I'll, I'll set. All right, here we go. Zorba the Great. Zorba the Great from 20th Century Fox is now at a theater near you in Queens at Austin, Coo Gardens, Deluxe, Woodside, Hillside, Jamaica, Hollis, Little Neck, Main Street, Flushing, and the Picks, Far Rockaway, Ohio. Check the New York Post and queue for complete listings. What the heck is all that? What a mishmash. Zorba the Greek is now playing everywhere. Check the New York Post for complete listings. And let's see, we have Gimbals. Now going on, fabulous buys in ladies' coats at Gimbals. Schmimbles, double bimbles. During Gimbals' pre-Columbus Day sale, pre-Columbus Day sale. Now that's reaching Gimbals. Pre-Columbus Day sale. I can just see their post-Arbor Day sale. Uh, you know, the big Arbor Day clearance. <laughs> Pre-Columbus Day sale. Boy, you ought to see how they go ape on Columbus Day itself. But this is the pre-Columbus Day sale. You'll find a big sale, uh, $20 off on an imported... Let's see, save a big $20 on a pure imported cashmere coat with luxurious two-skin mink collar. These coats sell regularly for $170. Now just $149.99 at Gimbel's. Pick the shade that flatters you. Get a oh, they've got all kinds of stuff. Anyway, the whole point is there's a big sale, a pre-Columbus Day sale at Gimbel's. Sale price coats come in lovely shades and styles and misses and petite sizes. Sale now going on. All stores open late tonight. Does that mean Friday night? They're not open now. That's that's just one of those all universal copy bits. Be careful. Now, let's see. What else do we have? We've got so many commercials tonight. It's just, it's just like, uh, what's this hallelujah bit? What is this hallelujah thing here? Let's see. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we've been hollering hallelujah for half an hour about everything they've got here. What have we got this one? Deluxe, Little Neck, Zorba the Grick. Let's see. We've got uh, Prestone, Antifreeze, Buses Leading for Garden State Parkway. What the heck? I don't have any... Hallelujah something. All right, you come in here and show me. Oh, here it is. Race along the fun trail. Ride the Hallelujah Trail at United Artists Premier Showcase Theaters. Wow, says the Daily News. Holy smoke, says the World Telegram. Woo, stinks, says the Journal American. Yes, you must see the Hallelujah Trail. It's now playing at the, oh, it's a whole list of places. Astor, Broadway, 46th Street, Translux, East 3rd Avenue. All the way up and up, down. All the theaters around, the Hallelujah Trail is now playing. And it says, if if uh, if commercial is too long, cut Suffolk and Westchester theaters. <laughs> Poor Suffolk and Westchester. They're always being cut from the commercials. However, this is the Hallelujah Trail at United Artists Premier Showcase Theaters. 
Listen, if I see one more takeoff on Westerns, I'll flow up. <laughs> you know, doesn't anybody make a real Western anymore? And, and that's another thing. I'm, I'm getting so sick of, of takeoffs on James Bond that I can't stand looking at him anymore. In fact, I can't stand looking at James Bond. But to the, but the see endless takeoffs on James Bond is enough to make me break out in a rush. Now, uh, what else do we have? We've got Rover and KLH. Well, now, these are real commercials. We've got uh, Rover with us tonight. And I, and I hope by the end of uh, next week to have my own Rover 2000, which I've ordered. And uh, the Rover 2000 is probably the most advanced uh, bit of automotive engineering on the market today. Not, not only probably, but is considered that by many top writers in the automotive field. And if you don't know what Rover is, uh, the, the mark, if you don't know anything about the, the make of the car... Uh, for many, many years, Rover has been considered one of the truly quality cars anywhere in the world. And in fact, according to uh, one of the big magazines uh, recently, they put the Rover in the class with the Rolls-Royce as an automobile. Uh, they claim, uh, and this is a, a very uninvolved, very dispassionate magazine talking about it, they claim that the Rover is probably the world's greatest buy at $4,000. Magnificent machine. But uh, incidentally, for those of you who uh, who uh, have the sports car problem, you've had sports cars for three or four years, and you would like an automobile now that has a little more room and has a little more roadability than most sports cars over a long distance, and yet has the same kind of feel, uh, the same kind of sports car handling and cornering and uh, general performance, the Rover 2000 is probably the only car in the world right now that fills that bill. It's a true Gran Turismo, uh, which uh, is uh, slowly beginning to be part of the American scene. This is the Rover 2000, and if you'd like to see it, and you happen to live, let's see, in, uh, well, if uh, right here in, in the Bronx, Martin Motor Sales, 766 Southern Boulevard in the Bronx, New York. That's the Rover 2000, a beautiful chunk of machinery. Magnificent car to drive. I've driven many cars in my time, but boy, let me tell you, that Rover 2000 on the turnpike is indescribable. I'm serious when I say that. And the the uh, the upholstery in this car, you know that this is the first automobile that has been designed, the, the seats have been designed with medical advice that not only was, uh, uh, was taken, uh, it was utilized all the way through the seats according to one automotive commentator, are the kind of seats that you would expect to be in a capsule that an astronaut uh, would rotate uh, or orbit the Earth in. And I'm serious, that's the kind of seating they have in this car. Magnificent leather. It's a beautiful machine, the Rover 2000. And speaking of beautiful machines, one other commercial tonight. We have uh, the KLH modular hi-fi systems with us tonight. And... Uh, Again, uh, I can I can say this. I'm so delighted that some of these really top quality people are coming on the show. And uh, for those of you who do not know KLH, uh, I wonder where you've been hiding. Uh, it is not an airlines. Uh, KLH has probably one of the most enviable reputations in all the hi-fi world. And if you're planning this fall to pop for new hi-fi, by all means, look at the new KLH modular systems. Now, this is not the same as the component system or the unit system. 
this is to say that all the the uh, the KLH uh, pieces of gear are totally compatible, and you can buy them one at a time or you can buy them as a unit, and it's amazingly low priced for such spectacular equipment. Unconditionally guaranteed, by the way, for two full years. Unconditional guarantee. This is KLH. And uh, they have a magnificent multiplex FM tuner that's about the size of a good-sized matchbox. Solid state and beautiful. Uh, it fits into any apartment in any... Uh, in any uh, you could practically put it in the glove compartment of your car, but it, it fits into any bookcase and is true high fidelity. This is not hi-fi name only. This is true hi-fi. You can see it at the Electronic Workshop, 26 West 8th Street, and uh, they're going to be open from 11 o'clock tomorrow morning until 8.30 or 9 o'clock tomorrow night. That's the Electronic Workshop, Gramercy 30140. They have the complete KLH line on display. Beautiful stuff. Well, have we finished all this thing? One more, one more Corvette, and that is that Corvette has a big, uh, a big sale on. It's a big rug sale. And uh, they're going to they're gonna be open until 9 o'clock tomorrow, and that's all I'm going to say any more about it, okay? And we're back in business now. You know, speaking of, uh, of, uh, of this, uh, this anti-free love society, which, which uh, the English have, have created. You know, the funny thing about the English people, I don't, I don't know whether uh, this has been pointed out too often, but the, the English people are, are a peculiar stronghold of realistic people. Uh, they're really realistic in, in a lot of ways, and uh, I, when I was when I was in England uh, last October, and I traveled all over the English countryside with the Beatles, uh, I began to see uh, scenes uh, and did see many scenes that uh, that would make the average Roman bacchanalian orgy of the last few days just before Rome went over the cliff. Uh, the, 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 I saw scenes that made that Roman scene look like a Girl Scout brownie uh, afternoon around the campfire. <laughs> I'm serious. And, and, and the, the English, of course, uh, being quite different from the Americans, the English admit it. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't pretend that, uh, uh, that there's anything else going on but that. And part of the English realistic attitude towards things, that it, would, it, would really, it would be the English who would come up with a, a, a sex anonymous concept. I mean, uh, uh, Americans, you know, Americans, it'll take us uh, ten years before we realize the depth and the extent of the sexual hang-up that is now currently rampaging over America. Now, incidentally, I'm not making any morality here. No moral comments one way or the other here. Because, you know, the minute you bring this up, people get very itchy. And uh, I know that by, I'd say, next Wednesday... I will be swamped with letters that will say on one hand, Shepherd, boy, you must have some wild sex problems. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Holy smoke, Shepherd, I know what your problem is. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and they'll have little daggers painted all over the letter. And uh, uh, then, then there's the other kind of letter that will say, I have no idea what you're talking about. My husband Charles and I have lived here in Brooklyn now in the same house for 76 years. And we certainly know what's going on in this neighborhood. And we... <laughs> yeah, you'll get both of those letters. But I can say this, that uh, after having read over the past uh, three years, I have read possibly 
500 play scripts. I wonder how many people you know who have been in that position. Now, I've read them. I'm not talking about plays that were done, either. That's the thing that uh, I guess makes it uh, a more harrowing ordeal. Uh, most people, of course, uh, will go out and buy a published play, or they will go and see a play. How would you like to read all the, all the glop that doesn't get done? How would you like to wade through 500 things that come in, they all weigh 17 pounds, and they're all called the wounded heart? Or uh, <laughs> names like, uh, like oh, so you just couldn't believe some of, the, some of the stuff that guys will seriously write. And I'm talking about so-called serious writers. Well, I have read about 500 play scripts in the past two or three years. Uh, for various reasons. One reason, some of them have been submitted to me to do as an actor. Others have been submitted for comment. And there are other reasons why I've read them. But I've read them. And you know, I have not read one play script in probably three years that did not center around sex in one form or another. No matter what the play purports to be about, uh, a guy will write a play, say, uh, he'll write about uh, contemporary social problems in Vietnam. And, uh, <laughs> and you find out that really the genuine contemporary uh, social problem of Vietnam is whether the young second lieutenant, who's a sensitive Jewish boy from Brooklyn, whether this young second lieutenant will actually be able to cross the vast gulf that exists between East and West when he's marrying Ho Soi Toy, young Vietnamese patriot. Now, <laughs> that is dealing with the great, uh, the great world out there. And that is called a topical play. Now, I, as I say, I've probably read 500 of these plays in one form or another. Can you recall a movie within the last, uh, oh, I'd say within the last three or four years that did not have at least one big sex scene in it, no matter what the movie was about? Including the the biggest movie about the atom bomb has to have one big mandatory sex scene. You remember that, Doctor Strangelove? They just had to throw that in gratuitously. Uh, can you recall any movie in in recent years that did not have the love interest? Well, you know, it's funny. Many people today have so accepted this that they can't conceive of of uh, of the theater or a movie being about anything else. It's inconceivable. It's like it's like asking a man if he can conceive of an automobile that doesn't have wheels. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't imagine such a thing. If I said to you, uh, can you imagine a television set without a screen? He couldn't imagine this. Well, that's like saying, can, now, now I ask you, can you imagine a, a, a Broadway drama or a, a, a movie that does not have a sex interest in it somewhere along the line? Even 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 when the when the movie is all action, uh, for example, uh, uh, I saw one here a couple of months ago, which was a very entertaining movie, very good movie, matter of fact, and uh, it was called The Train. Did you see The Train? Well, there had to be a suggestion of a love interest between Burt Lancaster and the woman who was operating the uh, little hotel where he stayed when he was wounded for a couple of seconds. It just had to come in. In the middle, though, you just got to bring it in. And, and uh, whenever a man and a woman appear on screen, it is mandatory that there has to be something go on between them, particularly if it's an attractive man and an attractive woman. There has to be something happen. 
without any doubt it has to it has to occur now now uh, the extent of this hang up uh, the extent of this hang up of course can be found in uh, in magazines magazines are just just completely ape over this problem magazines are one long love manual from beginning to end and and even today uh, it's beginning to creep in popular mechanics now believe it or not uh, popular mechanics it'll have a big article on the new uh, say some new turbine car and uh, there'll be a big uh, story that says the new 5,000 mile an hour turbine car now under construction you may be driving one within 10 years and then there's a big four color picture of the car and sitting right in the front seat is a bunny who is just about to remove her bikini <laughs> and uh this is a growing trend. There is one car magazine now that's given up writing about cars. And uh, every car it shows when it purports to do a test on a car, uh, really every picture, and there's usually about ten pictures, uh, every picture features a naked girl in the front there. You can't even see the car behind her, you know. Well, this, uh, this, is, a, this is part of the hang-up. Oh, incidentally, I, uh, did, did I ever tell you that, there, that I read a fascinating theory on this? One of the sociologists who, who has been writing on this phenomenon, this is not only Shepard talking about this, there have been a large number of papers and studies made on this as part of a, of a giant 20, 20th century malaise. Uh, one of them said that uh, eventually uh, sexual passions are about the only passions that a man in a totally mechanized society will be able to experience that very few of us can experience actual danger today because uh, we, we live in a pretty controlled society uh, controlled by the, by the I'm talking about technically controlled we don't fight bears not many guys go out after dragons anymore uh, you know it's funny when you go down to a place like I just was recently in the, in the uh, Amazon jungles uh, we have so forgotten the idea of genuine physical danger now I'm not talking about physical danger from 6th Avenue cabs I'm talking about genuine physical danger from nature itself that the three of us who were from the New York City area who found ourselves in the upper headwaters of the Amazon could not really believe all three of us were looking out at this river, you know, it's just a lot of water going past. We couldn't really believe that in that river were actual pedanas. We could not really believe it. And I, I looked out, I'm standing on the float plane, I got my foot hanging on the water. And one of the guys says, boy, you better take your foot out of there. You know, this, this water is full of anacondas. This is anaconda. Oh, come on. It's just water. In short, uh, the real danger from nature has almost completely left us here in, uh, in New York and in Cleveland and Detroit and in Chicago and in Paris. So we can't feel those passions. We can't feel the, the fear of, of starvation. So about all that's left is come here baby come here baby <laughs> and so endless stories are written about it and 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 since unfortunately many people are not even capable of that they find that they have to read about it many people find that the only place they can get that is to watch Jane Fonda and Tab Hunter in a movie make the scene big in the third reel uh, I know many a writer uh, the only way he can experience any of this is to write this wild, passionate love scene in the third chapter, which is totally imaginary and bears no relationship, accidentally or otherwise, to any known true scene ever lived by the author. 
be the first in your neighborhood to learn the, the true nature of passion. Uh, subscribe now. Uh, satisfaction guaranteed.